sliding a large stone down a sheet of ice, crossing your fingers, and praying for the best. We've come very nearly to the end of the semester, and I'm sure we're all crossing our fingers as we write our final papers and finish our final projects. Today on the show, we're talking a little bit about curling, a little bit about the Wellness Center, and a little bit about the greatest Canadian band of all time. Hello, Laurier. This is the Chordcast. Podcast. I am your host, Carlos Wilde, and I am joined here by a panel of members of our editorial board to talk about some of the relevant content in this week's issue. Uh, can you guys introduce yourselves, please? I'm Shane McDonald, the Arts and Life Editor. And I'm Curtis Ryder, the Editor-in-Chief. Awesome, guys. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, obviously, we have a, a new issue coming out on Wednesday with tons of great new content. Curtis, what's showing up in the issue this week? Well, uh, actually, Pranav, our sports editor, uh, Garrison, our web director, and Tanzil, our uh, creative director, they're all in Alberta right now. Uh, is it it's Leduc, right? That sounds right. Yeah, but... It's not Laval, <laughs> it's Leduc, yeah. They're in Leduc, Alberta right now, and they're um, covering the U Sports National Curling Championships. The women's curling team is doing really well right now. Uh, they're one for one uh, after the first day, and then... They had a pretty good game today, so yeah, look forward for a nice big spread on that in the issue. Perfect, perfect. And uh, Shy, what else is showing up in the issue this week? Uh, I have a writer, Brittany Tennant. She writes frequently. Uh, she's writing about Jessica Jones, the Marvel television show in the time of Me Too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I did watch most of the second season of that television show. Was I've never right? actually watched it before, but I've kind of gotten interested, like, after hearing what she has to say about it. Yeah, I think if you're going to watch any of the Marvel shows, that would be the one to do so. Yeah. Um, the rest of them, not so great, but I really did enjoy that one. But I obviously, did Daredevil. That was disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, had, it had its moments. Um, and uh, we also have in the issue, we've got Aaron's writing about Iron Horse Trail improvements, which is something that I'm excited about as an avid fan of the uh, the trails in this city. Lots of great places to go walking. It's called Iron Horse? There's the Iron Horse Trail, yeah. I've never heard of this. You've never even seen signs for the Iron You need to go for more walks, Shai. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's get into talking about some of the content in here. So, curling. We've obviously sent out a few <laughs> members of our... Uh, of our staff here out to Alberta to cover the curling championships. Why? Why is curling such a big deal, Curtis? Why? Why did we have to send these uh... young oh, man. fellas? <laughs> man, it's just, I feel like curling now is like more popular than ever. Honestly, it's like it's growing in popularity. If anything, um, and just looking at like where some Golden Hawks have taken it, like we had uh, a couple Golden Hawks, or I know we had one Golden Hawk take home a uh, gold medal this year at the Olympics, mm -hmm. which is really exciting. And uh, we did pretty good last year. So, um, yeah, the curling team's, like, been pretty up and coming in the past few years. And, uh, I mean, they've all, always done pretty decent. Yeah, but, like, with the football season getting cut a bit short this year, um, we've been able to, like, divert some of, our, some of our funding and that sort of thing towards doing some more intense curling coverage. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and I've definitely, I've definitely seen an influx of curling coverage at large, just in general, people seem to care about curling a lot more recently. Do you do you have you noticed that, Shy? 
No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have, like, noticed more general interest, like, people who don't play curling professionally taking it up more, but mm-hmm. to be honest, I don't pay attention to sports media, mm-hmm. so it hasn't been something I've noticed. Maybe it's something to do with hockey. I don't know. Hockey becoming more national. <laughs> people want that Canadian sport. That's fair. That's right. Now, have either of you ever tried curling? Because... I've, I've never curled, and I wouldn't even know what I would need to do in order to try curling. I hear you drink a lot during it. Like, a <laughs> lot of beer. That's fair, yeah. Um, I, I went curling, like, a couple times in grade school, I think. Actually, I think I went one time, and then the second time I was supposed to go, I was like, nah, because it hurt my knees a lot. Um, so that was my take from it. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. It's cool. You know, it's like, um, it's like a really meticulous sport, and it takes a lot of... St- strategy and I think like I think that's what is making it like kind of come to the forefront right now is like it's less like like in hockey if you're this big like hulking like mm-hmm. six five two hundred twenty pound guy like you're you're kind of set up for a role but it's like in curling you could be like pretty much anyone as long as you can push the rock mm-hmm. and uh, as long as you got like a good team on your side it's it, it kind of has less to do with feels like it has a little bit less to do with skill and more to do with strategy mm-hmm, that's fair yeah and i was kind of thinking too at the same time it is as you were saying it's not something you need to be a, a giant person to play and so it's it's less of a violent sport it's mm-hmm. less i mean it's 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 Very more passive. like yeah it's more like bowling on ice yeah and uh yeah it's like like shuffleboard or whatever is it? yeah i don't know i played it once in high school for like a gym class but one day that mm-hmm. was it Okay. We didn't even have real brooms. <laughs> that was your whole uh, curling career? Just, yeah, I think we used the, the gym brooms or something. Now yeah. you're retired? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Well, uh, any other thoughts on curling before we move on? Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm just excited to see where uh, where we make it this year and then where the, where the future takes us with curling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously yeah. we have a lot of support for our Golden Hawks team here at the core, and uh, looking forward to seeing how that goes. Um, now, Shai, also in this issue, you are writing an article about the Wellness Center. Is that correct? I sure am. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, so the Wellness Center has kind of come under fire recently by students mm-hmm. for not providing adequate resources or care that we need in this trying time. There's been a serious increase in students experiencing anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. so when they try and reach out to the wellness center, it's not exactly accessible anymore. There's too many students and there's not enough counselors, I find. Mm -hmm. And now just, sorry to interrupt you there, um, I did pull up some of the tweets that you were referring to earlier that addressed this here. Um, A lot of these are posted on the Spotted Laurier account. People can anonymously send tweets to there. Um, So one of them is text from a person saying, so I went to the wellness center for emergency counseling and they were so rude. She was basically like, if you're not going to kill yourself, RN, then leave. So, of course, it's me, and I start crying, and she just, like, rolls her eyes. It was awful. Yeah, there is. I don't want to call out any names or anything, but there is one person who I always kind of get scared to talk to there. So you don't feel like it's a welcoming enough environment? Not really, no. Um, I remember one time I went there before I started seeking private care. Uh, they said it would be, like, a two-month wait. And it was at a point where I was like, I need help now, mm-hmm. not in two months from now. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty rough. Curtis, have you have you heard anything to do with the wellness center? Well, um, there was that, there's been a lot of stuff on Twitter, obviously spotted at Laurier, and then it kind of like spurred into this like Laurier Wellness Watch account. I don't know if you guys have seen that one no. yet either, but uh, that might not be the actual name of it. It's like Wellness Hawk or something. 
but they are asking people to submit an anonymous feedback and then they're posting it and that sort of thing and they're really promoting like the the feedback session that they're doing on the <laughs> when's that feedback session uh, the feedback session already happened yeah yeah did you go to that no it was private so i did and it makes sense that it was private because uh, it was people sharing a lot of personal stories mm -hmm. so i'm meeting with them on monday to talk more about it but yeah i mean um i, I feel like and i'm like not trying to be inflammatory by saying any of this but this this whole like wellness healthcare problem is like I think it's something that's like greater than the school mm -hmm. it's like it's not one is it it's not only happening at like all schools but I mean maybe like it's happening obviously here we know that mm -hmm. um, and it seems to be a growing problem in universities we have like USA released that mental health report uh, recently and then they're trying to up some of the uh, funding that goes towards that and it's like but there's obviously the problems at UW and everything. Yeah. Like, it's not just us. Yeah, no, for sure. But it, it, it's something, like, I I had I had a few experiences with the Wellness Center at the Brantford campus, and um, I wouldn't say it was, like, worse or better than, the co like, the coverage I was getting at my own personal family doctor. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like young people, in, like, in particular, especially young people dealing with mental health issues, they go in and they see, like, a very, like, like a doctor with like an old mindset. I don't know exactly. Again, I haven't been to the wellness center on this campus, so mm -hmm. I don't know exactly like the uh, the culture or like how it feels to be addressed there. But um, I had a like I had recurring problems with my own personal doctors that were very similar to um, some of the problems that I'm hearing about on campus, mm -hmm. where uh, it's like not being taken seriously or it's not urgent enough and that sort of thing, and it just feels like a. a a larger problem than one that's specifically happening at this school right yeah. Say. yeah I understand what you're saying there and especially I mean that's the thing we're not here to throw shade at the wellness center no. there are very positive things I mean it's it's there for a very positive reason and it helps students out but there are there are issues that should be discussed and should be worked through and uh, I guess we got to come together and find out ways to fix those right mm -hmm. yeah so any other thoughts on the wellness center before we move on mm, not really I think it's just important to remember that like the counselors do work very hard and it's a problem with Laurier itself and like other universities, not specifically the counselors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so obviously that article is going to be uh, worth checking out in the issue. Now, the Junos are airing uh, tonight. We are recording this program on Sunday, March the 25th. It'll be out uh, on the 28th, and so this will have already happened. And I think that I'm the only person excited about this here, but the Bare Naked Ladies are reuniting for the Junos this week. That's with uh, singer Stephen Page, who was kicked or he quit the band 10 years ago after being accused of, uh, or rather being caught doing cocaine. Um, so this is going to be an historic event at the Junos tonight, and I will certainly be watching. But I just wanted to ask you guys, are the Bare Naked Ladies the greatest Canadian band of all time? I'll be honest with you. Um... I, I feel like you're both <laughs> going to say no, which is why I'm asking. But uh, that's all right. I feel like I probably failed as an arts editor because I didn't even know that Junos were happening. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no. My answer is no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, well I, what I'm going to need you to tell me then is who is. I don't know about bands, but um, I think Katie Lang probably like. You think Katie Lang yeah. is better than the Bare Naked Ladies? I do. It's it's rap for people who don't like rap. <laughs> <laughs> it's rock for people who don't like rock. Okay. It's pop for people who don't like pop. <laughs> it's like that's how Robert California describes the Black Eyed Peas. Okay. On the Office, and I'm yeah. just like, that is the Bare Naked Ladies kind of as well. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. 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 I mean that one song where he's talking about like taking a drink right from the hose. 
Is that song again? Oh, Make it green Change it to some dirty or some other drier clothes. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're kind of like the Canadian version of um, Smash Mouth. That's Pinch Me. It's Pinch, Pinch Me. me. That's yeah. it. No, they're not the Canadian Smash Mouth. They've had a ton of hits and a long, successful career. Smash Mouth had like one song and a monkey's cover. But if you look at like the world market and not just the Canadian the market. The world market. Okay. The world music. It's like people are probably comparing those. I mean... Yes, Bare Naked Ladies has more good songs. Can't argue that. But, um, you know, like they're like kind of novelty a little bit sometimes. Like, Honestly, I think they get written off as a novelty act too much. I think that there's some great songwriting, especially in their early stuff. They're definitely, the new Bare Naked Ladies without Steve is definitely a novelty act. Yeah. Um, they've had a couple of great songs, but for the most part, it's the same old shtick. But they have actually, I mean, you listen to their albums, their early albums, it's not just joke songs. There's real stuff on there. It's So is this reunion a permanent... I don't. Sure? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. And that's all right. You know what? They've gone their se- they've gone their separate ways, and uh, it's it's been a while. So, uh, but Curtis, greatest Canadian band of all time, or most important Canadian band of all time? This is a really tough question. Mm. Say like Teenage Head or something like that. I'm surprised nobody's coming back with the Tragically yeah, Hip. That was what I was. That's like the first thing that comes to mind. That's what I was kind of expecting, but uh, that was the first band for me mm-hmm. where I was like. Canadian bands can be cool. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like we're like sold the American music industry and like movie industry as like this is the status quo. Mm-hmm. But then a band like Tragically Hip comes out and they like infuse Canadiana into their music mm-hmm. and like make it cool too. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, for sure. It made. I actually wrote about this when uh, Gord Downey died. It was just like they're kind of like modern historians, you know? Like uh, what's that? The song about the. Um, uh, we Kings, where he talks about that trial. Okay. Yeah, like uh, the way they integrate Canadian history with their we're, we're like 38 years old where they talk about the breakout at Kingston Penitentiary. Well, and then they got that locked in the trunk of the car one about the Quebec leader. David Milgard. Yeah, that's it. That's it. He was like, was he young? Like 14 or 15 or something? I don't know the story of David Milgard. I have no idea who this is. Either way, if you don't know the story of David Milgard, listen to Wheat Kings. <laughs> tells it perfectly. Perfect. Like, what you talk about in that article is, like, they don't just talk about Canadian history. They talk about, like, the history that we don't really talk about. Like, uh-huh. the darker sides of Canada. Mm-hmm. Excellent. For sure. Well, we're going to move into the last section of the program. Um, <laughs> Let's force it ahead. <laughs> it's all good. Um, we're going to move into the last section of the program, which is something good, where I need you guys to tell me about something good from your lives in the past week, from these facial expressions. It sounds like you guys have things already prepared. So, uh, something good. Um, for me, I think uh, on Saturday night, I had spent the entire day just inside, just working on, uh, working on stuff, school stuff, and uh, personal important stuff. And... Uh, just decided to go out to Chapters, and uh, I think I spent like an hour just walking around there, walked out with a book. I love going to Chapters. Everyone loves going to Chapters. Um, and that was my something good for the week, um, just getting out of the house to go and buy a book. Always fun. So, uh, Shy, something good from this week. Uh, something good. Uh, Saturday as well. I went to Medieval Times, and that was cool and everything, but I think it was pretty cool to spend the day with my family. I haven't done that in like, feels like years. Probably it's only been like a... <laughs> couple months but it was a nice day perfect that's good with my fam nice and you got to see the jousting yes uh the green knight won and i was cheering for the green team (laughs) it was all kismic if you will nice kismic what does that mean i don't i don't know maybe she means kismet 
Kismet? Is that what I mean? Kismet? I'm an English major. <laughs> Sorry, it sounds, it sounds like it sounds Yiddish, so I think you're okay. Um, I gotta think my something good. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to find work right now a little bit because I'm gearing up to finish this job. But I've been doing a lot of like, I wouldn't call it volunteer work, but it's technically volunteer work. But it's not like volunteer work that helps people like that need help, if you know what I mean. Okay. Like I've been doing a lot of like uh, graphic design and like helping out with uh, this guy who runs a cassette label in Waterloo. Mm -hmm. And um, then just like kind of embedding myself in the local music scene. I only moved here like 10 months ago and I feel like I'm starting to meet all these really cool people. Uh, so I did some stencils for a band called Shit Rat. Okay. Interesting. They uh, they had a, a release at uh, Snake Pit, which is like a, a local underground venue that's actually closing down soon. So there's going to be like a few more shows there before they move into a bigger space. And um, I've just been really psyched to kind of be on like the inside there. And yeah, it feels like, you know, when you're, you're a journalist and you're just like seeing a story unfold in front of you, it's like something else. Awesome. Well, that's going to take us to the end of the program. Thanks to the two of you for coming on and having a chat with me here today. Um, and thanks to everybody out there for listening. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, shoot me an email at featuresatthecord.ca. And have an incredible week. Stay safe. All right. Bye for now. Big thank you to all the staff and volunteers at Wallusa for making this program happen. As always, our music was provided by Steve Dave for Life.